Public Radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Radio Catskill. Good evening and welcome to the local edition news and information keeping you connected in the Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania. And I am your host, Jason Dole. But not for too long, we do have the Kingfisher Project tonight. So we're going to get things started and hand things right over to Bill Williams, who will be live with his guest in just one moment. Welcome to the Kingfisher Project information and awareness about the heroin and opiate epidemic. I'm Julie Pazal. The Kingfisher Project began in memory of my daughter, Rebecca Jean Pazal, who was shot and killed due to her heroin addiction. At her memorial service, her former teacher, Mr. Okazalik, read an essay she wrote. It was about a bird, an injured kingfisher bird that she found and rescued when everyone else had given up on the bird. In that spirit, our community came together and formed the Kingfisher Project. Since 2014, we have been raising awareness about the drug and opiate crisis in our listening area and around the country, right here on Radio Catskill. Here is Bill Williams. Thanks, Julie. My guest this evening is Luis Torres from the Partnership to End Addiction. At the Partnership, Luis focuses on improving patient access to treatment and strengthening the substance use treatment system through clinical quality improvement, practice change implementation, and clinical provider trainings. He aims to provide the, promote the best practices among treatment providers and remove barriers to care for those with substance use disorders. Luis received his Bachelor of Science degree in Biological Sciences from Virginia Tech and his Master's degree in Public Health from the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai in New York. Welcome, Luis. Uh, before we begin, our listeners will want to have something to write with and write, uh, and write with and write on as they follow along because Luis is going to have a lot of important information to share with us this evening. Okay. Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. You're quite welcome. Let's um, cut to the chase. How did you get started in, in addiction work? Yeah, so, so uh, it started when I was in grad school. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I had never really been exposed to the substance use and addiction world. And um, through, through an internship that I had um, doing research um, at a treatment facility, it was my first exposure. And I think seeing... Um, you know, both the need uh, of, of the community and, and, and kind of people, um, you know, really needing access to resources and also the people that working that work within, within that realm, whether that's a nurse or a front desk administrator, um, just the compassion and the, the kind of empathy and the, the dedication that people have. I think that was, uh, it was really great to see. And just over the course of my career working in different research um, settings, um, different uh, different settings that are focused both locally, um, statewide here in New York, and also nationally. Um, you know, I think it's I think just everything from just how great of a community that and how hard people work that uh, are, are serving people with substance use and addiction, but just how highly needed and the need is. Uh, it's it's just really it's just apparent how vital it is that we provide resources and uh, empower family members and, and improve the substance use system so we can better, uh, you know, help save lives. 
Did you go? Did you go straight from uh, graduate school at ICON to the partnership, or were there stops along the way? Uh, there were a couple other stops. Uh, I spent some time at the National Academy of Medicine uh, in New York, um, as well as uh, NYU Langone, uh, working on substance use-related uh, projects and research there, and then ultimately ended up at the partnership, uh, where I've been for a few years now. And how did you get to the partnership? What uh, what what brought you there? Yeah, I think the, the the most interesting thing about the partnership and it's part of its mission is it's it's you know simply stated it's helping the helper and and so what we what we do at the at the partnership and and why I was attracted to to the work that's done there is we we help everyone that's supporting people with substance use and addiction. So whether that's a family member or a friend um, that cares about a loved one. Uh, and, you know, getting access to care or helping to save their lives and um, as well as working with, uh, you know, hospitals, clinics, other government agencies and supporting their work to better improve uh, what's being done at the ground and, 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 and you know, higher level um, as well. And uh, so I think just that, 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 that kind of work that Partnership does as a national nonprofit, especially one based here in New York, that does work within the state um, and then also nationally is, is, is something that's really rewarding. Tell us, um, how do we get in touch? If, if I wanted to get in touch with a partnership, if I had was worried about a family member or I had questions about anything, where would I go? What, what website? What phone numbers? Can you provide that information for us? Yeah, there's there's a there's a new program that we're implementing in New York that I want to I'll talk about a little bit later. That's going to be available through it's available through SMS, but. Our main website is drugfree.org, D-R-U-G-F-R-E-E.org. Um, you can find a lot of really useful information there. Um, you, you can connect. You can get connected to our national helpline, um, as well as other training resources. Um, we also have a phone number, which is one eight hundred five five three seven eight four three seven three one eight five five three seven eight four three seven three. And that number, if you call, you'll get set up um, to receive a call back from one of our helpline specialists. So whether you have any questions around, um, you know, prevention, you know, if, if no one in your family has used substances before but you're concerned and want to know, you know, how to, how to be prepared in case that ever happens, or if you're, you know, if you have a family member or a friend in, in recovery, or if you're someone in a little bit more of a crisis that needs um, support, um, to, you can call that number, and one of our trained helpline specialists uh, will will reach out to you. Um, and uh, and then, Bill, if I can, if you if I can talk about the the, the new NOD program that we have implemented here in New York. Oh, please, um, because I wanted to ask you about that anyway. Great. So so here in New York, to do some funding through the the National Office of Na- of National Drug Control Policy, we have uh, a new program. That we're launching, that we've launched here in New York, that if you text N O D N Y E N D E N D O D N Y at five five seven five three, we you get a, a few different things. One is um, you get a lot, you get a, about a thirty days of messages around um, different resources here in New York. We worked with the New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports um, to curate a bunch of uh, SMS messages, text messages. That includes information about how to find the lock zone, about fentanyl test strips, about 
you know, what is fentanyl, uh, where to get naloxone here in the state, um, how to speak to your loved one about substance use. You'll get those um, on a daily basis. And then if you're in a few of the counties that we partnered to do the pilot in, which are um, some of the surrounding counties there in, in, or not too far from, from Sullivan County, um, Madison, Tioga, uh, Chemung, uh, Putnam County, Dutchess, and Schoharie County, um, you can receive uh, real-time overdose spike alerts. So if there is a spike in overdose events in, in, in those counties, uh, you get a, an alert directly to your to your phone that you know makes you aware. So whether that be uh, information for you to just uh, you know take some naloxone with you that day, or you know reach out to a, a, a friend or a loved one to to just bring up and have that conversation. That's what it, that's what the tool is intended for. It's really intended to be um, you know an early alert system for for community members. Um, so it's not in, in Sullivan County yet, but we're hoping to expand it in the near future. But even even if you're not, like I said, in one of those counties, um, there's information there for everybody across New York State. So, you know, once again, it's N-O-D-N-Y. If you text that to 55753, there's a bunch of resources that you'll be able to, to engage with. I've, uh, I've used it. I've been on the phone just to satisfy my own curiosity, of course, and that's really one reason why I invited you to be on the show this evening. Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a really great tool. I encourage everybody to, to to sign up. And you get you get something what just about every day, right? Yeah, for about the first thirty days, you get uh, a daily uh, kind of piece of information or resource um, as part of the program in the beginning, and then something that lives in perpetuity for those counties that um, we're piloting with. You know, if you're a subscriber to that, um, to NODNY, you'll get those alerts as they happen. So, you know, hopefully they don't ever happen. Um, but we know, we know that's not necessarily the case. So having that information and, and those alerts are going to, are, are super helpful. How is the information for those alerts gathered? So we partner with counties, uh, with uh, the local agencies in each county. Um, to to integrate into their um, overdose data collection system. So every county functions a little bit differently, but essentially as, you know, first responders, uh, you know, register uh, overdoses in a community, um, that flags the, uh, the local uh, health department system, and then that'll flag uh, our system to send a message out to subscribers. So it's um, you know, every county, like I said, functions a little bit differently, but it's essentially taking that real-time data um, from people, uh, from first responders, um, and sending that out to the community rather than it just kind of sitting internally, um, you know, within the agencies in every county. And how, how quickly does that system work? Because you can get a bad batch of drugs, and that could affect quite a few people in a very short time. Yeah, it's 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 real time. So as quickly as you know, a first responder you know responds and they enter that data into their system as you know registering as you know someone someone is overdosing. That that information goes into the system and and it pings us almost immediately. So you know, there's all, there's always going to be a little bit of a delay, but the the goal is to make it as real time as possible. Does it give you any information about what the particular substance might be? Uh, it, it depends a little bit on the county. So usually the counties uh, will, will kind of tailor a little bit about what they're including. But 
Um, yeah, I think there, as much as information as can be included is, I think part of it's not, you know, we want to just let people know that there are, uh, uh, you know, overdoses happening in a certain area. And so whether or not we can pinpoint or the county can pinpoint what, what it is, um, you know, at least we can kind of let folks know. But I think as much as we, as much as counties can, they try to include all that information into the alerts. Have you seen this? Uh, I mean, and OD New York is relatively new. Have, have you seen this, uh, the alert system in action yet? Any idea how well it's, well it's doing? Yeah, so we, you know, I think that the, the counties that we've piloted, um, the alerts especially, um, the, you know, we're, right now we, 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 we started the pilot this year. So most of them have gotten going over the course of the summer. And, um, you know, we've seen some alerts go out in, in real time. And, uh, you know, I think we've, we've gotten really good feedback, um, from them, from the counties, um, as well, or from individuals that have, um, you know, received the messages. The, the resources in particular, I think we, we get a lot of great feedback on because some of those things, um, you know, I think when you work in, in the substance use and addiction sphere, you come, you, you're kind of familiar with all of the resources or way to find things, but I know that that's not the case for most people. So I, so those messages in particular, whether it's, you know, um, you know, what is fentanyl or how to find naloxone in your community or here in New York or, um, how to speak to loved ones, all of that stuff is, is really helpful for people, especially uh, people that have never been exposed to it. Um, and I think here in New York, you know, we have uh, a, such a high uh, burden of overdose deaths that continues to grow each year, you know, having, you know, everything from, from those alerts, but also to just, just know where to get treatment or just know um, what are ways to keep um, people safe if they are using or things to, to, to look out for. And when you're speaking to loved ones, all that information can can be part of the process of helping save lives. Save lives. So suppose I have a particular question um, that I'm I want to I want to get access to naloxone. I'm here in Sullivan County. We're in a fairly r- rural area, but I'd like to get access to naloxone, hopefully for free, but certainly know where I could get some. Do I do I need to wait that wait for that information to come up on NOD New York, or could I just call the partnership directly and get information that way? Uh, so you could definitely wait for it to come up on the messages. We try to have some of those, you know, in order of of importance. But you can certainly, you know, go to drugfree.org to find more information. I'd also, you know, encourage people as well. Um, the New York State Office. Uh, is super has a lot of really really good of, of addiction services and ports has a lot of really really good resources um, and they actually do provide naloxone for New Yorkers for free so I'll, I'll give you an extra an extra link here if you go to oasas.ny.gov oasas.ny.gov you can order um, naloxone and and even fentanyl test strips for free free of charge for for New Yorkers. Um, but yeah, either either if you come straight to us uh, via the messages or our website, or if you you know visit the New York site, you will definitely be able to to find some of to get you know naloxone free of charge here for as for New Yorkers. So, so you get that through the the Oasis website. Um, I didn't. This was news to me. What what good news indeed? Um, how long how long does it take to get it, and how much? So I'm not sure exactly how much you get. 
how much can you get? I'm not sure exactly what their what their limitations are, but I think I mean they're shipping them out as quickly as they can. But yeah, they're they're free. Um, you know, I think I think I don't think there's any sort of limit. But you might be able to order more often than once. But um, I think on their website they'll find a little bit more information. But again, it's they're going to be sure. Uh, this is a new thing that the state is doing, which is really great, um, and being able to send uh, people, any New Yorker, um, more uh, naloxone and fentanyl test strips. What about people that, uh, okay, so they've, they've ordered naloxone, they've ordered the, the test strips. How do people know what to do? How do people learn how to administer naloxone or how to use a, a test strip properly? Yeah. So uh, another, you know, another thing that we've that we've worked with uh, the New York State Office of Addiction uh, Services and Supports is um, on creating uh, training videos for for everyone. So uh, it's actually on on their on a, on a website that we built with them. Um, it's called uh, the uh, the Project Cope, and they're in on that page. Uh, you'll find uh, short videos. Uh, that teach you how to use naloxone, and there's additional information in there um, to sign up for for trainings as well for naloxone trainings. Um, you, so, but, you said so project, you can, and I missed that. Was that Project Cope or Hope? Cope, C O P C O P E. Yes. Um, and if you go, and if you Google that and type in New York State uh, Oasis, it should pop up as well. Um, and there are a lot of really, it's, it stands for Community Overdose Prevention Education. Um, the uh, URL I can give it to you is, is oasas.ny.gov slash project cope, C-O-P-E. Um, there's a lot of really great videos in there. Um, there's you know, other training materials in there that you can read through. Um, you know, we know a lot of, uh, a lot of people can't attend the trainings, but if you can, uh, you know, order your naloxone and engage with these with these trainings. Uh, you should feel uh, pretty prepared in case uh, in case you ever need to use it. Yeah. Do you know people get naloxone, and I've heard different different opinions on this. Is there does does is there a time limit on naloxone? Is there a time when it expires, or can you continue to use it? How how carefully? How carefully do we have to treat naloxone? I mean, I, I think you want to treat it like most things, which is like you don't want to, you know, you want to take decent care of it. You don't want, you want to have it in cool, you know, dark places, not exposed to too much light or heat. But it should last you for a while. I think, you know, there's not necessarily like a firm expiration date. And if you've had it sitting in your bag for, you know, six months, like that's okay. I think if it's been sitting in your bag for a few years, then it might be, it might be worth uh, trying to get some get some new naloxone, um, but I think the biggest thing is just just encouraging people to carry it on their person. Again, it's not it's it's one of those things where I think unless uh, you work in substance use or addiction or it's hit you personally in some capacity, uh, a lot of New Yorkers or, or people in general don't you know think about carrying it. But um, you know you just never know. You you know it, it's um, it's something that. Uh, you know, if, especially if we think about removing the stigma uh, around around overdose, um, you know, it can it can it can be you know a loved one at a at a get together. It can be somebody random on the street, but having it on you uh, and 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 also being trained on it is uh, you know is, is is probably probably the best way that we can you know to save lives, especially as 
you know, as citizens in the community. Yeah. I keep some in my glove compartment in my car uh, just because I never know. May yeah, not be there. Yeah, on your person, yeah, on your person, in your car, um, you know, depending on how you get around, I think it's, it's, it's never a bad idea to have it close by. What is, um, let's go back to the partnership itself for a, for a moment. What uh, What do you do on any given day? What is... What is your day like at the partnership? Yeah, so 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 my job at the partnership is, you know, we're we're part of our uh, my team. We we build a lot of uh, digital tools um, for for different partners. So we work with this, the state of New York, but as well as other nonprofits, clinics, hospitals, to build um, different things that they might use to improve, you know, people's access. So, for example, um, you know, this NODNY. Um, a project that we're doing. It's, you know, intended to save lives and, and provide people with information to help prevent overdoses. But we also work with, um, you know, different organizations, like I mentioned, to uh, implement evidence-based trainings. Um, one of the things that we that we really excel at, like I said before, is, is, is supporting families. And, uh, for example, <clears throat> we work with clinics to, you know, train their staff on how to work with family members to engage people um, in substance use treatment as well as in recovery, um, there's a lot of there's a, there's always I think a way to improve how we you know both treat the individual and support their recovery as well as how we you know how we work with families to get them involved as part of the process. I think a lot of times when it comes to you know substance use, families can you know maybe historically have been felt like they're they're part of the problem, but I think. Part of what we know through research and, and literature and what we try to do with the partnership is encourage and uh, train, you know, providers and clinicians to, to better engage families because I think, you know, during the, you know, recovery is not linear. Um, it's something that, you know, people might, you know, uh, will struggle with for a while and, you know, maybe go through a period of time where, you know, they're either reducing use or abstaining completely. And, you know, at some point might, you know, take a step back. And so what we know is that families being involved and clinicians using uh, more evidence-based practices um, will lead to better outcomes. And so uh, part of our goal is to just improve the quality of of what's out there in terms of treatment um, and working with different organizations, different clinics, hospitals, state agencies to make sure that that's done, um, as well as, um, continuing to offer the resources that we offer at the partnership directly to to individuals. So, like I mentioned, we have our NOD program. We also have that, that phone number that you can call. Um, and, you know, we, we also want to make sure that we provide as many and as robust of a resource as we can for free to, to, to different people. So uh, encourage people to, to check those out as well. You mentioned hospitals. Uh, do you do much work with the... Uh, the, the staff in emergency departments, because it's sometimes the way people are received, the way people are treated, the attitude toward addicts in uh, emergency departments, emergency rooms, um, in my opinion at least, could probably be improved upon. 
Yeah, so so we we I mean we work with you know different clinics, different hospitals. I think it's you know it's, it's we we don't necessarily work with uh, with emergency rooms exclusively. We work with everyone, but I, I I would agree that like part of the work that we do is to break down the stigma. So not only you know is there a general stigma in in the general population around substance use uh, treatment as you know people. Um, you know that are that are using or have some sort of moral fallacy, but I think we even find that in the in the medical space where um, there might be bias uh, towards towards people when they come into the emergency room or even just seek um, seek treatment or want to speak to about speak to it, whether that's to their you know general practitioner or even like a pediatrician, if it's something about substance use with a with a with a minor. So I think uh, part part of uh, what we do as a just a baseline is work on breaking down some of that stigma because there's also a lot of research that shows that stigma, whether that be you know from family members or community or the medical um, you know the medical system, um, you know leads that impacts outcomes. And so if somebody can feel uh, you know supported um, in every capacity of their recovery they're much more likely to be successful and obviously much more likely to seek treatment as well as if, if they feel like they're going to be attended to and, and listened to, um, all that, you know, makes a big difference. Absolutely. Yes. Um, what, uh, what advice might you have for anybody, people here in Sullivan County where we're, a rural area, and it's it's not like being in New York City. It's not like being where the partnership is located, where uh, their services are close and handy. Uh, any advice for people in more rural lo- locations? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, and, and I'm and I'm pretty familiar with Sullivan County. I, I love going to that area. We're actually going to be going up to that area next week at my family and and I and. Um, we love, you know, we've kind of been a little bit everywhere to, you know, Livingston Manor, Calicoon, Roscoe, um, you know, farther south. Um, and like, it, it's a, you know, first of all, it's a, it's a beautiful area. Um, I have a lot of love for, for Sullivan County, but, um, I think, yeah, in, in more rural areas, I think the, the part of, you know, the reason why we're, you know, doing NODNY, um, in, in New York is to be able to provide resources for people in, in more rural or even smaller suburban counties as well. Um, because I think the, the biggest thing would be, you know, is, is, is there's a lot we can, you can do for your, for yourself, for a family member, for a friend, for a loved one, um, uh, around substance use and addiction and helping, you know, save lives or, helping just be more aware and, and be able to kind of break down some of those stigmas. There's a lot of resources um, out there. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I would encourage folks to to take a look at as well is if you go, um, you know, you can reach out to us at drugfree.org and we're happy to, to connect you. Or you could reach out to um, the, the Office of Addiction Services and Supports there are a lot of regional resources. There might not be, there might not be a ton of, you know, um, you know, it's not like the city where there might be a ton of like hospitals and clinics everywhere, but there are a lot of regional resources um, and not just resources tied to, you know, treatment. It doesn't have to be just like an inpatient or an outpatient clinic. There's a lot of um, resources around, um, 
you know, uh, club, youth clubhouses or uh, recovery uh, centers that kind of provide additional information. And they're, they're scattered throughout the state. I think, um, you know, New York uh, is the only state in the country that has a government agency that's specifically focused on substance use. Um, I think a lot, a lot of times in other states, they're folded into their mental, mental health uh, agencies or their health departments. And so I think uh, New York is a, a really good job or as, as good a job as, as you can kind of find of providing regional resources. And so sometimes it's hard to feel that. But um, if you if we if you go out go to our website or go to their website, there's definitely a lot of information there about regional supports about treatment, about prevention and recovery, and you can find um, a lot of local both treatment and support resources um, in different communities. That's terrific. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have, but um, it's been wonderful talking with you, Luis. You've been listening to Luis Torres of the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. Thank you, Luis, and uh, hope we'll talk to you again. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Kingfisher Project here on Radio Catskills Local Edition. Local Edition comes to you every weekday evening at this time, uh, 6 o'clock every weekday. And then also, Kingfisher Project comes to you on the first Tuesday here on the Local Edition. Uh, Tim Bruno will be here with you tomorrow at 10 a.m. because Radio Chatskill comes to you 10 a.m. every weekday morning with live local conversations. We've got the daily and the latest news from NPR coming right up. Then at 7 o'clock, it's a music emporium. Mr. Kusar Grace, two hours of phenomenally locally DJed music just for you. So do stay with us for that here on Radio Catskill. And again, a reminder that that FEMA and the FCC are planning a nationwide emergency alert text. And that's happening tomorrow afternoon at 2.20. Text messages Test text messages will be sent to all TV, radios, and cell phones. And the purpose of this is uh, to test to make sure it's working. We'll be doing that here on Radio Catskill as well. So we're just letting you know. Thank you so much.